Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. AEW talent pay an emotional tribute to the Stinger. AEW got Martha Hart's blessing for Sting's dynamite entrance this past Wednesday. There's a backstage update on William Regal's WWE status and a major free agent signs with TNA Wrestling. Hello and welcome to the Solo Sunday News here at What Culture Wrestling. Myself, Andrew Pollard. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. Apologies first and foremost for the mildly raspy voice. That's what you get when you sit outside in the cold and the rain watching the football, but come on the town. Fantastic win. Right, wrestling talk. And Sting, of course, is set to retire later today at AEW Revolution. It's Sting and Darby Allen defending the AEW Tag Team titles against the Young Bucks in the final match of an iconic career, a legendary career, uh, a genuine trailblazer, one of the all-time greats, um, Sting, man. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be emotional. Uh, and what was emotional, in case you didn't see it in the week, was Darby Allen wrote a fantastic piece for the Players Tribune. If you've not seen it, go and check it out. Just basically um, paying his respects to, to Sting uh, and also to Steve Borden, the man himself, the man behind the paint. Now, following on from that, the Players Tribune have got together with certain other AEW talents and with some of Sting's family to essentially get those people to call in and leave a voicemail to pay their respects to Sting. Uh, and it's it's brilliant. There's a clipped montage version doing around on Twitter which is about six minutes and there is no better way to spend six minutes of your morning than going and checking that out it's brilliant it's it's again it's quite emotional and also the Players Tribune website does have the full calls from each person as well so they're kind of two or three minutes a piece uh, you've got Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, Tony Schiavone, FTR, Britt Baker, Eddie Kingston, Billy Gunn, Max Caster, Sting's sons, his daughter, his daughter-in-law, his sister. Uh, it's just this proper, just properly heartwarming way to spend six minutes of your day uh, on the, this montage, or you can go out your way and listen to each of the calls individually. Uh, that is at the Players' Tribune website, and I would absolutely recommend going and checking that out. Just reflecting back on one of the greatest of all time. And you realize, you, you look back, I mean, for me, I first came across Sting as Surfer Sting and, and kind of early 90s WCW, uh, just great, fantastic. Uh, but you, you look back and kind of go through who he's for. It's like literally a who's who of professional wrestling have shared the ring with Sting, whether that's going against him or even teaming. Uh, you've got obviously Ric Flair, the, the Horseman, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, Antonio Inoki, the Great Muta, Nikita Koloff, the Road Warriors, Bruno Sammartino. Yes, he was a special referee for one of the Sting matches. Jerry Lawler, the Steiners, Akira Toei, Big Van Vader, Tatsumi Fujinami, Stan Hansen, Ravishing Rick Rude, Mick Foley as Cactus Jack, who absolutely terrified me back then. Uh, stunning Steve Austin, Lex Luger, of course, Hogan, Savage, Nash, Roddy Piper, Goldberg, Booker T, Bret Hart, DDP, Samoa Joe, 
AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Triple H, John Cena, Seth Rollins, MJF, CM Punk, FTR, Shingo Takagi, Chris Jericho, Naomichi, Marufuji, Tetsuya Naito, Minoru Suzuki, yes, Murder Grandpa gets in there too, Orange Cassidy, Jay White, Christian Cage, Adam Copeland, Ricky Starks, you get the picture. Just to look at that collection of names and how how much, just the span of that from, say, Harley Race to Orange Cassidy, you just, it's... It's crazy. It's crazy. Nick Wayne, again, that's another one. Um, but yes, uh, just what a career. Um, but in terms of Sting as well, this past Wednesday saw him drop from the rafters on Dynamite, which is something he's not done for many, many, many years. 2007, I believe, was the last time he did that. Um, now, Fightful Select has a report that Tony Khan actually reached out to Martha Hart before Dynamite, Dynamite sorry, to get her thoughts on this spot before going through the entrance. Uh, the two confirmed other matter, and Martha gave her full blessing for, uh, for Sting to go ahead and have that entrance. Now, of course, uh, Martha's husband, Owen, tragically passed away over the edge uh, back in 1999, doing a, a similar entrance that, that went tragically wrong, resulting in Owen falling to his death. Um, just, uh, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, and so Tony reached out to, to Martha by all accounts and just kind of gave her the heads up on what they were planning to do and whether she'd be okay with it. And she, as mentioned, this report says, gave her blessing. Now, this is an entrance that Sting has done many times over the years. As part of his transformation from surface, well, surface Sting to the Crow Sting, uh, Sting would regularly come down from the rafters. And there's even a, a clip I saw. It's really cool today on... on I, this sounds really weird to say. It's really cool today on social media. Because most days it's not, let's face it. But just there's so much cool Sting stuff out there today. And one clip I'd not seen in ages is him actually going back up to the rafters with DDP attached to him. And it's just like, how, how this, yeah, just crazy to see. So Sting used to do that time and time again in the uh, the 90s. Uh, the last time he did that sort of entrance though was 2017 TNA Slammiversary. The last time before that was a 2000 uh, in WCW. So it's something that's not been done for a long, long time. And it, of course, it got a massive pop on Wednesday with, uh, with Sting coming down from the rafters to close up Dynamite and attack the Young Bucks. Um, yeah, just... Sting, man. There's a whole lot of Sting love today, and I am absolutely here for all of it. Uh, now, somebody who is not here for all of it in AEW, because they're back in WWE, of course, is William Regal. And we saw him pop up back on NXT TV uh, towards the end of January on an episode of NXT TV, of course, uh, where he was briefly there, came out of Shawn Michaels' office and announced that Ava Rain, or just Ava, I think she's just going by now, is the new general manager of NXT. So some people have been thinking then, does that mean Regal's going to be back to being a, a regular TV presence in NXT. If you're one of those people, you're going to be disappointed by the looks of it because uh, Corey Brennan over at Fightful Select reports that as of this past week's uh, NXT tapings, there are zero plans to use Regal on TV in any sort of uh, regular full-time role. So yeah, that looks like it was just a fleeting one-off. Instead, Regal is going to be focusing on his VP position, which is Vice President of Global Talent. I've got it written down somewhere here. Uh, la 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 la. Vice President of Global Talent Development, which basically involves him uh, working on matches with people, critiquing matches by all accounts. Um, and yeah, so Regal's going to be focusing on that. Isn't really going to be on TV, which is a shame, but just having Regal back in the fold in that system is, is kind of cool to see, especially, of course, because his son is in the NXT system these days. That'd be Charlie Dempsey. Uh, and that was part of the reason he gave for wanting to leave AEW because Regal was, uh, what, released by WWE in January of 2022, uh, would turn up in March in AEW, and then kind of pretty much immediately put together what would become the, the Blackpool Combat Club. 
And then by the end of the year, requested to be let go by the company or requested, there was mixed reports of whether he requested his, his release or whether he just requested his contract to not be extended. I think it was more the latter. Uh, either way, by the, the turn of uh, 2023, Regal was back in the company in WWE, that would be, uh, on the basis that he would not be able to appear on television for a year. That year obviously came up and that's when he appeared with Ava Rain uh, back in January. But yes, it looks like Regal is just going to be working away, tinkering away behind the scenes and not a regular TV presence, which... I mean, William Regal, what a man, the gentleman villain. Um, had the pleasure of spending some time with him during that time he was with, with AEW, actually. Um, got to host a, a little convention panel with him. Just the, the absolute nicest dude. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Anyway, uh, another dude who seems to be very, very nice. Um, I feel like we're going on a Danhausen tangent then. It's not Danhausen. He is very nice. He's very evil. Um, no, it's Alexander Hammerstone. Yes, old Hammer is now officially with TNA Wrestling. Now, to me, Hammerstone was one of the biggest free agents on the scene. Yes, there's a, a obviously there's a lot of hype. There was a lot of hype about Will Ospreay and his future, about Kazuchika Okada, about Mercedes Monet, about Julia, uh, and several other people. And for me, I, I, Alex Hammerstone was just like, that's a beast. Somebody needs to sign that guy. And TNA is the company that has signed that guy. Now, previously, there were reports that both WWE and AEW had some interest in Hammerstone, who uh, who departed MLW at the turn of the year when his contract went out. Uh, but it's TNA who have landed him. And for me, this is just a, a really, really, really good get. Now, the, the, the signing was announced on the most recent episode of TNA Impact TV. And then that was followed up by a press statement, which uh, I picked up this morning in my, uh, my email inbox because, hey, I have Saturdays off. So, <laughs> going to watch the football, isn't it? But 
But yeah, Hammer is officially with TNA. And not just that, he's going to be rematching with Josh Alexander this coming Friday at TNA Sacrifice, which that should be great. Those two had a, a brilliant match back at Hard to Kill in January, uh, which was, uh, that was kind of, Hammer appeared there. And it's like, oh, is he going to sign? And then there were reports last week that he was booked for Sacrifice, but obviously wasn't signed. And now we know that Alexander Hammerstone is indeed with TNA Wrestling. And like I said, that's just, it's, it's just a really smart get. Um, I remember the first time seeing Hammerstone was in MLW uh, back in 2019 when it was on. I can't even remember what, what channel it was over here in the UK. Oh, was it like Fight Network? I don't know. It was on one of the really random channels that are really high up. That was just, uh, yeah, flicking through. Like, I'll check out this MLW stuff, see what this is about. And it was uh, the Dynasty, which is Hammerstone, MJF, Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday, another extremely, uh, extremely, extremely good um, free agent with a massive upside. And it was just like the Dynasty, and they were embroiled in it in a feud with uh, basically the Hart Foundation, the Hart family, um, what name were they were going by? It was David Boy Smith Jr., it was Brian Pillman Jr., and it was Teddy Hart. Uh, and then from there, Hammerstone just kind of broke out as a single star, became the, the MLW World Champion, defeating uh, Jacob Fatu, who had a, a record-setting reign of 800-odd days. And then Hammer, I think he had like was it 500 or 600 days before he lost it to Alex Shane, which was last year, uh, last June. So yeah, Hammerstone is just somebody not to be slept on. And for me, I think TNA have got a really, really good sign in there. Somebody that you can pretty much plug in straight at the top of the card if you want. And just, yeah, a lot of talent with Alexander Hammerstone. Alexander Hammerstone, that's easy for me to say when I've had three black coffees this morning. <laughs> now moving over to some questions to get this wrapped up. Where are we? See which, uh, which of you have been in touch on the Twitter. Uh, I can see there's uh, quite a few Sting questions, which is always, always, always good by me. Uh, Mark Lee Willis got in touch. Hey, Mark. I um, hope you're well. Uh, with the Icons last match happening tonight, if you have any, what is your favorite piece of Sting merchandise? In the late 2000s, I managed to purchase one of the 12-inch collectible TNA Sting figures alongside the AJ Styles one. Fantastic. Um, well, because <laughs> I'm a very serious, sensible, grown adult, if I just reach over here... There is, uh, there we go, little Great American Bash Stinger, Silver Sting. So that's that's probably my best piece of Sting merch these days. I do have somewhere, um, the old from the the early nineties WCW uh, comics. Um, so I, I have those somewhere, and obviously there was a lot of Sting in that. There was a lot of Cactus Jack. There was a lot of Rick Rude. Uh, it was it was uh, Ron Simmons as well. It was that sort of period, um, and the, the Black Scorpion. It's just it was a very cool time. So I've, I've still got a bunch of them somewhere, but that's not exactly Sting merchandise per se. I did have some of the Sting figures from that kind of time. There was, because for some reason it was like kind of easy to get hold of over here, um, WCW figures from like the, the turn of the nineties. Um, so it, it was, I think it was like Barry Windham, Sting, Luger, Flair, maybe the Steiners as well. But yeah, no, so I'm, I'm going to go with the, as he's right here, I'm going to go with this great American Bash Stinger as my favorite piece of Sting merch. Um, and just randomly, because he's here as well, is the, the Macho King. Because again, very serious, sensible, grown adult. And also Universal, well, Undisputed Champion Chris Jericho. There we go. And there's a few others, which I'm going to move on to the next question because I need to get this wrapped up because I have to go and do a, uh, a video review about a certain video game that is embargoed till tomorrow. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, right, Dustin Sensenig has got in touch. If Sting loses tonight, will he do so clean? Or will Ric Flair play a part? Oh, that is quite the question, Dustin. Uh, so many questions within that, to be fair, because are you going to have Sting? Is Sting going to do the honours on the way out? Do you want Sting to, to lose on the way out? Uh, is Sting going to push to lose on the way out, like, you know, traditionally would happen in the business? If so, is it a screwy finish? Um, then is it because Ric Flair turns on him for the millionth time? I'd like to see if if Ric Flair was to try and, well, to try and screw up with Sting, that finally Sting is wise to it, because Sting... 
man, I love you, brother. But he's like, for so long, this thing has like so many times over the years trusted Ric Flair just to be screwed over by Ric Flair every single time. So, um, so yeah, if, but I, I don't, I don't really want to see Sting lose clean either. So to me, I don't want Sting to lose. I, I think Sting retires off into the sunset with those titles still uh, around his and Darby Allen's waist. So yeah, I, I just minimal Ric Flair for me, please. That's, that's all I'm asking. Heather Garcia the third's got a touch. Hey Heather, a non-Sting question. Uh, I see Damian Priest as an upper tier mid-carder like he is now and not a main eventer. Feels like the second Money in the Bank winner in a row that won't really be elevated. Who do you see as the next winner that can get to the next level? My pick would be Bron Breaker. Um, Damian Priest, I I see what you mean. I, I, he's in that kind of... He, he's in that mid-card spot, but he's dabbling a little bit in the main event but i think with damien priest i think that he's i think he's fine i think you can easily make him into a main event just by how he cashes in that that briefcase now for me originally when it was going to be punk and seth rollins at wrestlemania night one i was thinking i'd if it was down to me uh, i'd end that night by whoever wins that they get cashed in on straight away by damien priest and immediately you have the visual of damien priest closing out a night of wrestlemania um, and that in itself, I think, would cement him. Now, as it looks now, we're going to be getting the the Rock and Roman versus Cody and Dust, uh, Cody and Dustin, Cody and Seth match on night one. And obviously, it's going to be Cody versus Roman closing out night two. So, I mean, could you have? You, you could easily have Damian Priest cash in in the middle of the card or the opening match, wherever that World Heavyweight Title match goes. But it, it doesn't have that. I don't know the the big feel to it as closing out WrestleMania, even if it's just one night, night one, with that visual of Damien Priest with the, the World Heavyweight title. Now, the story, though, I think that you can easily tell, and, and it could be great, and it would give Drew McIntyre even more fuel, is that McIntyre beats Rollins, and then immediately gets cashed in on by Damien Priest. And then you've got Drew, who, part of his story, God, these stories, man, <laughs> but part of Drew's ongoing story is his big WrestleMania moment was kind of it was there but it was taken away from him because it was in an empty arena and then when he had his match bobby lashley when there were fans back he lost so drew's chasing his big wrestlemania moment so if he finally gets it in a you know packed capacity stadium beats seth rollins who's been on a great run himself so you're ending a great run you get your moment and then it's cashed in on straight away and there we go i think that gives drew even more momentum so i think yeah for for damian priest i think he's he's fine he's fine he's fine it's there's no nothing to be worried about with damian priest as for the next part of the question, what was it? Uh, who do you see as the next winner? Then get to a top level. Anybody, if you use them right, anybody, you could literally take, I don't know, Akira Tozawa if you really wanted to. And if you do things correctly, can make them into a viable threat. Uh, depending on how things go, I think Sami Zayn could be a shout. Because uh, I just, again, taking, maybe taking Damien Priest out of things. But I'd like to see Drew win the belt. And then eventually it's Sami goes after him with three of the belt. And maybe you get to that by Sami winning money in the bank. Uh, and uh, calling his shot, as it were. So maybe Sami Zayn, but Bron Breaker would be a, a great fit, depending on how um, how how much of a rocket you want to put on him, how quickly, if that makes sense. Uh, right, I'm going to get through these last ones quickly, which I always say and never do. Rob Atkinson's got a touch. If Sting and Darby win tonight, how would you go about dealing with the titles? Well, I think there's only one way to do it, and it's something that I've moaned, moaned, and moaned lots about, and lots of people moan at me for moaning about it, but I'm sure it will be another tournament, and I'm just... I don't need to see more tournaments, but if Sting and Darby win, that would seem the natural way to do it. Unless, I don't know, unless you use the, the Young Bucks as heels to basically, with their EVP status, to say, well, okay, uh, on Dynamite, say next week, it's like, well, you know, we're just going to make ourselves tag champions because we can, because we have the power. Um, so I guess you could do something like that, but I fear it will be another tournament. Um, but the tournament would make sense. 
But then there's the whole thing of like, why put the titles on Darby and Sting when you know, knew it wasn't going to be such a long run and you they were going to be vacant. But it's it's all you know. It's Sting's final match, so it's 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 a one-off in this sense. But just tournaments everywhere, man. Tournaments as far as the eye can see. Uh, right, uh, where are we? Uh, Jared, Ralphie, Allen. Where would you book Thunder Rosa currently? I'd love a program with Serena Deeb. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, two of my absolute favourites. Uh, Serena Deeb, just ah oh, man, the 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 professor, the whole just. I think it was Michael Hamlet. Um, shout out to Hamlet who made this comparison that basically she's kind of like a modern day Bret Hart in terms of like the excellence of execution because she's just so smooth and so crisp with everything she does. And Thunder Rosa is just absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, those two have done war before. I mean, Serena Deeb was the one to the throne, Thunder Rosa, as the NWA Women's Champion back in the day. Um, and then was it, was it Double or Nothing 2022? They had a, a pay-per-view match. There was there was definitely a pay-per-view match along the way as well. Uh, but I'd, I'd absolutely love for those two to, um, to be cracking scores again once more. Although I do feel that Serena D maybe is going to be geared up for, as the first opponent, oh, yeah, first opponent for Mercedes Monet as and when she arrives in uh, in AEW. But yeah, man, Rosa and Serena D is all fine by me. Uh, Santa Soros Jr. Who's the true Uncle Paul? Levesque or Heyman? It's Paul Heyman. Uh, Rickle Reds has got in touch. If you could take any two wrestlers, past or present, and swap their gimmicks, who would you choose? For some reason my mind went to Billy Gunn. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe Billy Gunn and Triple H. Make Triple H Mr. Ass and, and Billy Gunn a cerebral assassin. Um yeah, I, th I think another one that comes to mind is maybe Marty Janetti swaps with Shawn Michaels. Marty Janetti becomes the heartbreak kid, and we see where things go from there. Um, although to be fair, Marty Janetti is more of an actual babyface, but so was Sean until the turn. I mean, obviously he'd been edging towards a heel turn before the actual breakup at the barbershop. But yeah, maybe just for uh, giggles, I'd go with Marty Janetti as the uh, the heartbreak kid. Uh, last question here, Ashley, and it's a fantastic one to end it on. What you what's your favourite Sting era? Um, yeah, it's if it's not quite this, it's maybe a year or two after this. It's probably around about 1992 Sting. It was the the wars with Vader, uh, the matches with, with Rick Rude. Uh, just yeah, that's my favourite Sting. That was a Sting that I would get up for on. I'm trying to remember whether it was like Monday nights or, or Sunday nights. Like basically, it was really early in the morning, at like three or four in the morning, and it was on ITV here in the UK, Channel Three, uh, and they would have WCW uh, Worldwide. I think it would have been, and I kind of set my alarm to get up at like silly o'clock, uh, go downstairs. It was manual VCRs where you had to like hit record for it to record. Showing my age there. Uh, and I just do that and watch WCW. And part of that was getting to see Sting. Um, part of that was getting to see people like Two Cups Scorpio as well. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, when he came in, just blew my mind. Those matches with Pillman. Um, but yeah, so that sort of era Sting, the Cactus Jack feud, that, like I said before, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, absolutely terrified me in that rivalry, as did Vader. Oh man, Vader and Sting, they had just what wars they had uh, back then. It just, yeah. The, uh, the White Castle of Fear match being one that instantly jumps out. I think it was the trilogy they had in the end, was it, or was it just two? But yeah, just that era of uh, of Sting is my Sting. Now, it, let me know what your Stings are in the comments, because everybody has a love for Sting today. Please do. There's nothing to... it's Yeah, just one of the, by all accounts, the nicest people in professional wrestling history. Somebody that nobody has a bad word to say about. Uh, I did get to spend a little bit of time with him as well. Um, briefly um to, as, again with the convention panel and was just like the loveliest fella to deal with and this was after his retirement from wwe and just yeah just a really humble nice fella so yes lots of love for the stinger today and that's a great way to wrap things up uh, i have been andrew ballard in the what culture wrestling solo sunday news uh the regular lads will be back tomorrow i'll be back next sunday in the meantime have a great rest of your day